0: Amen. So this morning, I want to talk to you about how everything we need has already been placed inside of you. Everything we need to fulfill our purpose on earth. Um, when we have, you know, highs and lows, like everything has been deposited inside of us as believers. So back in January, God started to talk to me about this um, this topic, and um, He just started telling me how. We have, I have full access to the Father, Jesus and Holy Spirit live inside of me, and then there's unique gifts and abilities that he's placed inside of each of us, and that they're different. And so I'm going to be talking about like when, purpose and destiny, but really, if you are a believer and you've said yes to Jesus, we're ambassadors for Christ, right? And so our purpose is to share the good news about Jesus. And so that looks different in each of our lives, but that's like... Bottom line, that's your purpose on earth, if you've said yes to Jesus. So as I'm referring to that, that's in my message, that's what I'm talking about, is if you have said yes to Jesus, you're an ambassador for Christ. And through our lives, we are to display his glory and his love, and um, we want to just be a vessel so that he can use us to reach other people. Okay? just wanted to clear the air on that. So... Um, So that was back in January. God just started talking to me about how everything we need is already inside of me. And um, as I was putting together this message also, I was just asking God, like, God, what are some profound truths that I've really just like clung to in the last five years? And um, I believe these truths that he reminded me of um, will also help with my message as well. So backtrack to the 90s, when I was a little girl, I used to pretend. That I was a radio DJ. I shared a bedroom with my sister, and so I would make sure she was nowhere in sight, and I'd shut the door, and I would use this thing called a cassette tape. Does anybody know what a cassette tape is? And I would push the play record button down at the same time, and I would record myself as if I was putting on a radio show. And then I would play. Salty, the singing songbook as my music. So I would do this often. I would, you know, introduce the song and then insert Salty. You know, I'd be singing along, and um, I just thought it was really fun. And then as I grew in maturity, in God or not God, but my parents trusted me with the more. I got the good old V or RCA VHS video player, and I would get all dressed up. Like I was a news reporter, and I would march around the little town of Wadena, and I would interview people on the streets. And this happened to be during the Bill Clinton scandal, so that's what I, that was my topic of choice because people had an opinion about it. There is a purpose to these stories, just so you know. So, as a in the in the early 90s, I was a re- radio DJ. Fast forward a few years, then I became an, a news reporter. Um, and so as children, we dream big without recognizing our limitations. When my boys were little, they were every single superhero you could imagine. They were saving the world, they were invincible, and now they wanna become professional athletes and they wanna become singers and dancers. And so when we're kids, the sky is the limit. Can you guys think back to when you were children? Like what were some of the things that, that you dreamt of being or doing? God gave us dreams and desires as little people, and then somewhere in life, we tend to quit dreaming big, and those dreams and desires are there for a purpose. There are answers, um, there are answers in heavens to questions that people have never thought of, and God wants us to dream with him. So for me, being a person um, in broadcast journalism was a dream that started in me as a child. So when I went to college, I actually went to school for Mass Com with emphasis in broadcast journalism. Um, and God knew that, sorry, so with that, um, when I graduated from college, I actually never had a job in that degree because God knew that I needed time for those, those seeds and dreams and passions that he had put inside of me. He needed those seeds to be watered and he needed them to come into maturity. Psalms 139, one through six and 13 through 18 says, Lord, you know everything there is to know about me. You perceive every moment of my heart and soul. And you understand my every thought before it even enters my mind you are so intimately aware of me lord you read my heart like an open book and you know all the words i'm about to speak before i even start a sentence you know every step i will take before my journey even begins you've gone into my future to prepare the way and in kindness you follow behind me to spare me from the harm of my past with your hand of love upon my life you impart a blessing to me this is just too wonderful, deep, and incomprehensible. Your understanding of me brings me wonder and strength. You formed my innermost being, shaping my delicate inside and my intricate outside, and wove them all together in my, massive, in my mother's womb. It might be massive, too. Sorry about that. <laughs> I thank you, God, for making me so mysteriously complex. Everything you do is marvelously breathtaking. It simply amazes me to think about how thoroughly... You know me, Lord. You even formed every bone in my body when you created me in the secret place, carefully, skillfully shaping me from nothing to something. You saw who you created me to be before I became me. I'm going to read that line one more time. You saw who you created me to be before I became me. Before I'd ever seen the light of day, the number of days you planned for me were already recorded in your book. Every single moment you are thinking of me, how precious and wonderful to consider that you cherish me constantly in your every thought. Oh God, your desires towards me are more than the grains of the sand on every shore. And when I awake, each morning you're still with me. So God knew exactly what he was doing when he created you. So fast forward to college, to 2009. Um, I was a new mom who longed to be home with her son And the Lord asked me to start a daycare and I had really mixed emotions about this journey so when I was in college and as a young woman I had dreams of climbing the corporate ladder wearing cute suits and heels living in a big city with my Starbucks and just like proving to the world that I could do something and so then I meet my hunky husband and we move here and there's just there just was not a lot of job opportunities for my degree and God had me do all the work that I said I would never do and so then he calls me to start a daycare and I wanted to because I longed to be home with my son like I I wanted to be a mom I wanted to be the one raising him but I I still had these aspirations to like to prove that I could do something and so um I, I through obedience I did say yes to Jesus and I started a daycare and um, when I first started to be completely honest I was really embarrassed to tell people that I ran a daycare in my mind um, to be a daycare provider you needed zero education and there's just that stigma of a daycare provider that they sit around and eat chocolate bomb bombs all day and don't take care of themselves you know I'm sure you've all heard or maybe thought of a stigma of a daycare provider, but that's that's that was my heart coming into it. Besides, like I I did I've always loved children, but it was a very humbling thing for me to actually do it. And so when people would you know you meet new people out and about and they're like oh what do you do? And I would just tell people in the beginning oh I work with children because I had too much pride in my heart. Um, and so God needed to shift my perspective, and he, he and he gave me the value on raising children. And when I began my career in daycare, I had this knowing that it would be for 10 years. And over that decade, God began to reveal his nature to me. And that would set new parameters to my faith. And he also began to transform my mind. And he taught me how to host his presence. In Colossians 1, starting at verse 21, it says, even though you were once distant from him, living in the shadows of your evil thoughts and actions, he connected you back to himself. He released his supernatural peace to you through the sacrifice of his own body as a sin payment on your behalf so that you would dwell in his presence. So did you guys catch that? That he sacrificed his own body as a sin payment on your behalf and my behalf so that we can dwell in his presence. And now there is nothing between you and Father God, for he sees you as holy, flawless, and restored. I'm going to say that again God sees you as holy flawless and restored if indeed you continue to advance in faith assured of a firm foundation to grow upon never be shaken from the hope of the gospel you have believed in and this is the glorious news I preach all over the world I can even celebrate the sorrows I have experienced on your behalf for as I join with you in your difficulties, it helps you to discover what lacks in your understanding of the sufferings of Jesus Christ, experience for his body, the church. This is the very reason I've been made a minister by the authority of God and a servant to his body, so that in his detailed plan, I would fully equip you with the word of God. There is a divine mystery, a secret surprise that has been concealed from the world For generations but now it's being revealed unfolded and manifested for every holy believer to experience living within you is the Christ who floods you with the expectation of glory this mystery of Christ embedded within us becomes a heavenly treasure chest of hope filled with the riches of glory for his people and God wants everyone to know it Christ is our message we preach to awaken hearts and bring every person into the full understanding of truth. It has become my inspiration and passion in ministry to labor with a tireless intensity, with his power flowing through me, to present to every believer the revelation of being his perfect one in Jesus Christ. This is a bonus scripture. <laughs> um, I was This morning I was just reading in Colossians, and I just got like hit. By God, and it just it ties into what I'm talking about, and just who Jesus is, and how He wants to use us, and how He's our hope, and how His glory is inside of us. And so, I I encourage you to go back because there's so many truth nuggets in there that I want you guys to get a hold of. So that's Colossians one twenty-one through twenty-nine. Um, so back to uh, Doing a daycare but I'm not super excited about it but during this time God reveals to me that he revealed his nature to me and he began to transform my mind and he also taught me how to host his presence so my worldly desires needed to be submitted and surrendered to Jesus so that he could have his way in me and so that I could fully reflect the image of Christ in a greater capacity the lies that I once believed about his nature began to be shattered and the words on the pages of the Bible began to be my experience I was experiencing him as he said he was. I experienced him as a daddy, as my defender, as a lover, as my healer, and so much more. And maybe you're like me, and you've been a believer for a long time, and you're really familiar with the word of God, and you know you know the words to say in your mind. And maybe you haven't experienced it in your heart yet. And that's what God started to do as I was um, home and running my daycare, but I had more time to just, um, I had more time to renew my mind and um, God just started to do a mighty work in the way that I saw him and in the way that I also saw myself. This wasn't an overnight transformation and I'm still in process, but with God, he began to show me how he sees children and the call on parents' lives to raise up the next generation. I was no longer just a daycare provider but I was investing in world changers. And I took ownership in this call and my heart began to change. So if you are a mama or a stay at home dad and you are raising your babies, like don't demise that time home with them. Like you are raising the next generation And there is no greater calling on our lives as parents or even people that are in kids' lives. Like, you don't understand the impact that you get to have on those little people. And so don't start like me and be embarrassed about it. Like, I'm raising world changers, right? Like, it's awesome. And so um, each new revelation about his nature drew me into deeper intimacy with him, which then transformed my mind. I was no longer it was no longer head knowledge but it became who I am and who he said I am became my default. And so we all have insecurities. We all have things that we struggle with and as we get in the word of God and we truly let let those things that he says like come from our head to our heart, you will be transformed. Like I'm living proof of it. Like, you will be transformed by the renewing of your mind and the meditation of his word. Scout's honor, like, I promise. Second Peter 1, 3 through 4 says, Everything we could ever need for life in complete devotion to God has already been deposited in us by his divine power. For all this was lavished upon us through the rich blessings, sorry, For all this was lavished upon us through the rich experience of knowing him who has called us by name and invited us to come to him through a glorious manifestation of his goodness. As a result of this, he has given you magnificent promises that are beyond all price, so that through the power of these tremendous promises, you can experience partnership with the the divine nature by which you have escaped the corrupt desires that are of the world. So when we understand the promises of God and believe that they are for you, our minds become renewed. The lies that the enemy once whispered to you no longer has power. Temptation that once kept you in bondage starts to break off and the fruits of his spirit become more prevalent in our life. There's a quote that says, self-control is not the ability to say no to a thousand other voices, it's the ability to say yes to the one thing so completely that there's nothing left to give to other options isn't that good so i struggled with striving and performance but discovered that i was designed to live from rest and that was a game changer another quote says resting is a beautiful picture of people that no longer feel the pressure to strive to prove themselves they are comfortable in their own skin waiting on the lord is not sitting still he wants to be found by you but we must seek him where he may be found this is a place of rest that comes out of conviction of who he is in us and who we are in him this is about searching out the mysteries of god the deep things of the lord he doesn't hide things from us but he hides them for us he knows when we are ready to steward the revelation that he gives us and so um i struggled with that that part that I just read because I had been a believer for so many years and um, just over the last five years just God started just to reveal himself in such a real way and um, I was kinda ticked off to be honest like I never really wavered from the Lord and I'm like God why now you know and I was thinking of just imagine what I could have done with my life you know But then I I heard this quote, and it just made sense, like, God knows when we're ready to steward revelation. So he doesn't hide things from us, but he hides them for us, so that we can search out the deep matters of his heart. And that just really helped me, like, God knows me better than I know myself, and so I could trust him. I could trust his plan, I could trust his timing. So, um, and during this time, I was also learning how to host his presence. And that was a really foreign, topic for me, like hosting the presence. Um, And I became aware that he was always with me. And when I'm talking about he, I'm talking about Holy Spirit. And I became aware that he was always with me. I learned how to turn my affections towards him. I learned that he is my helper and that he loves to spend time with me, like me. Like I love to spend time with him, but He loves to spend time with me, and he wants to minister to me, and he wants to do things for me. Like, I think um, maybe you grew up when I did, and it was really more like workspace mentality. Like, I need to do, 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 do all these things for the Lord. I have my list, my checklist so that I'm a good Christian. But there's this, like, there's, yes, there's, it's important to, like, do the work of the Lord, but that's not your salvation, and that... Um. When you learn how to receive from the Lord, it changes everything. I think um, us Midwesterns are really good at doing. But when we can learn also how to receive from God, there's just, there's, you learn a whole new um, perspective of who God is. Um, and so I began to learn how to live from the presence of God towards the issues of life. And I started to get God's perspective on my life and the world around me. And I slowly began to rely on his strength instead of my own. I want to read this line one more time. I began to learn how to live from the presence of God towards the issues of life. Does that make sense? There's a difference. So I began to learn how to live from a place of rest and I learned how to pray with God instead of coming to him pleading and begging like an orphan, but coming to him as a daughter of the King of Kings. And I'll say that was huge for me, learning how to pray, like praying in my identity as a daughter, that I am chosen, I am redeemed, I am a co-heir to the throne. So maybe you're like me and you're like, Well, Lord, if it's your will, can you please heal? Or God, if it's your will, can you do XYZ? No, it is his will will to heal heal. It is his will to be our provider, it is his will. XYZ so you come to him like you're gonna ask your daddy for something it's not pleading it's not begging but it's praying with authority because you know who you are and you know who your father is so um, Bill Johnson says prayer is the ultimate expression of partnership with God it's the adventure of discovering and praying his heart so many spend their life praying to God when they could be praying with God this partnership with its answers and breakthroughs, are supposed to be the source of our fullness of joy. And so, can you guys think back when prayers have been answered? Do you remember that feeling? Doesn't joy just like well up inside of you? So, it's an invitation to pray with God, to pray His heart, to get His perspective on life situations and to pray them out. So, um, with this, so God, I'm learning His nature, like I'm. I'm experiencing his nature is probably even a better phrase um, he's transforming my mind and I'm learning how to host his presence and with that I start teaching the kids how to do this and so I start to teach them about the access that was given to them when they said yes to God the power of the Holy Spirit that lives inside of them that dunamis power that raised Jesus from the dead lives inside of all of us and I love the phrase like there is no junior Holy Spirit and so We can raise and teach our children to do the things of the Lord. We don't have to wait until they're adults. Like, Jesus loved the children. He tells us to come to them with childlike faith. There are still moments and weeks and sometimes months where I wanted to be done with daycare. I could feel that there was more, but I had no idea what would be next. I would lament to God. I would just pour out my heart to him, and I would say, God, I'm so tired. Like, they're ruining my home and I have no energy at the end of the day. And I'm sick of changing diapers and getting poop stuck in my fingernails and cleaning up spills of milk on my floor. And and so I would lament to God and then he would strengthen me and he would remind me that this is the season that he's called me to and to be faithful in that. And he also brought really great community around me that would keep pointing me back like, no, like. God has you in this for a purpose. And so looking back at this time, I could see that God had me in the school of the spirit. He was pouring so much into me, and I couldn't get enough of him. I couldn't get enough of his presence or who he is, and the strongholds that once gripped my life began to loosen. And as God was transforming my mind, he was healing my heart and my soul. And the walls that I had put up... And the lies that I had believed about who I was and who I was no longer kept me from the more of him. And I was finally experiencing the power of God, the power of his love, and the power of his spirit. And I don't know if you're like me, but I'm really sick of powerless Christianity, you guys. Um, Like, I totally get why people don't want to serve God. It's a bunch of people rattling off a bunch of rules on how you should live your life, But it's like they're not seeing, like you read the Bible, and then they're not seeing it like here on earth. So I'm I'm just, I want, I want believers to walk with the power that was given to us. You know, and that comes from the secret place. That comes from spending time with Jesus. And then he pours out of us. Like he wants us, he wants us to heal the sick. He wants us to deliver people. He wants people to be brought into his kingdom. Um. Ephesians 1, 3-4, 8-14 reads, Every spiritual blessing in the heavenly realm has already been lavished upon us as, our, as a love gift from our wonderful Heavenly Father, the Father of our Lord Jesus, all because he sees us wrapped into Christ. This is why we celebrate him with all our hearts. And he chose us to be his very own, joining us to himself even before he laid the foundation of the universe, Because of his great love, he ordained us so that we would be seen as holy in his eyes with an unstained innocence. That is, superabundant grace is already powerfully working in us, releasing within us all forms of wisdom and practical understanding. And through the revelation of the anointed one, he unveiled the secret desires to us, the hidden mystery of his long-range plan, which he was delighted to implement from the very beginning of time. And because of God's unfailing purpose, this detailed plan will reign supreme through every period of time until the fulfillment of all the ages finally reaches its climax, when God makes all things new in all of heaven and earth throughout Jesus Christ. Through our union with Christ, we too have been claimed by God as his own inheritance. Before we were ever born, he gave us our destiny that we would fulfill the plan of God, who always accomplishes every purpose and plan in his heart. Now we have been stamped with the seal of the promised Holy Spirit. He has given us like an engagement ring to give into a bride as the first installment of what's coming. He is our hope promise of a future inheritance which seals us, with, which seals us until we have all the redemptions promised and experience complete freedom, all for the supreme glory and honor of God. So everything we need has already been placed inside of us. There's a theme with these verses, guys. I think we think that we have lack, it's a lie. Everything we need to fulfill the purpose on earth has been placed inside of us. So last month was my 10th anniversary as a daycare provider, and also the end of my daycare career. God did what he can only do best, and he opened up a door for me to start a career as a broadcaster. I wasn't looking for a new job, it kinda just fell in my lap. And now I get to fulfill my childhood dream of being a radio DJ. Um, And I get to share Jesus with people all over the world. So God was true to his promise when he said that I would do daycare for 10 years. And I can also see the fulfillment of prophetic words that have been spoken over my life. Um, Like the last five years, I kept hearing that you're a worship leader. You're a worship leader. And it made absolutely no sense to me. Because obviously, I'm not a worship leader. Um, and my second week in training at my new job, they said, You are a worship leader. You are leading these listeners into worship. And so, you see, guys, those dreams and those passions that started inside of you when you were a little child, there's a reason. And God wants to, He's watering those, He's helping you to mature in those giftings, and He wants he wants to see you fulfill that. And so, God's timing truly is perfect. Even if you're uncomfortable or you think that your time should be up, <laughs> thought that lots of times, but he knows when the seeds that were planted inside of me. Oops, sorry guys. So he knows when the seeds are ready to bloom. And God honors our obedience and he is trustworthy. So everything we need to fulfill our purpose on earth is inside of us. There is no lack. Can we all say that? There is no lack. Discovering God's nature, allowing him to renew our minds, and learning how to host his presence are keys to accessing what has been placed inside each of you. So spending time in the secret place and growing in intimacy with God will help us to access all that we need and so I said this earlier but I just I love this phrase. It says there are answers in heaven to questions that have never been asked before. So what has God placed inside of you that you have yet to discover? Guys, think about that. Like there are answers to questions in heaven that have never been asked before. Like the sky is the limit with God. So um I also just, I went on transition here. So on Monday, um, I was just praying. I go to Caribou Coffee a lot. Um, it's not a problem, I promise. But I, <laughs> I can go without it and I don't have withdrawals or anything, so I'm good. But um, that's where I like to have my quiet time, is you know, if I go to the North Caribou and the, the spot that faces the chalkboard, if you look closely on the table, it says reserved for Kelsey. Holy Spirit encounters you here. Just kidding, but it should. Um, so I was doing my quiet time, and I was just um, praying about this and other things, and the Holy Spirit just dropped on me when I was there, and I just, I just began to weep. And um, God gave me a word to release to you guys. And so I just want you to close your eyes, and I want you just to hold out your hands, and like you're, you're receiving right now. So this is what I heard God say. Let my bright ones burn bright. I'm pouring out new oil, fresh oil, anointing my children to do my work. I declare their hands will heal, their mouths will prophesy, their hearts will expand, expand for my wandering ones, my broken ones. My redemptive power will restore them back to wholeness. Get low, my children, so we can go higher. Seek my face. Look into my eyes. I burn for you. Lay it all down at my feet. Let's run this race together, hand in hand. There you will find your purpose, what I am calling you to. Rely on my strength, my power, my anointing. We can do so much more together as co-laborers. I will give you eyes to see the one in front of you. I want to use you right where I have you. Nothing is wasted, my child. Be faithful with what you have been given so I can trust you with more everything you need is already inside of you keep watering those seeds access all that is in you be faithful trust me and practice keep seeking me ask me for the desires of your heart i gave them to you and i love to give my children good gifts no more one foot in one foot out lukewarm christianity i want you all in burning for me my well never runs out rest in me drink deep in me Rivers of flowing water flow through you. Jump in the river. Immerse yourself in me. Let's go deeper. There is healing in the river. Healing for your bodies, in your hearts, in your minds. My wrecking ball of love is crashing in. Stay low, my daughter. Stay low, my son. And so I just, as we're with our eyes closed already, um, maybe you don't know Jesus as your Savior. And um, I just want to invite you to say yes to him today. Maybe you're unsure of your purpose and maybe you've been wandering. You're trying to figure it out on your on your own strength. And so I would just invite you if you feel that tugging on your heart and you're you're feeling like you're supposed to say yes. Like I invite you to say yes to him today. You don't have to get your act together. You're enough just the way you are. Jesus died for you and for me and he didn't ask us to get our acts together he took the penalty for every sin we ever have committed or and every sin that we will commit so if that's you and you can just feel a holy spirit nudging you or or maybe you decided to do life on your own for a while and you're recognizing that you know this isn't working out very well and I need I need your help I need Jesus. So I just invite you to pray this prayer with me. So Father God, I just I admit that I'm in need of a savior. God, I can't do life on my own anymore. God, forgive me for the things that I've done wrong. And God, I just invite you into my life. Thank you for dying on the cross so that I could have eternal life with you. And today I'm putting a stake in the ground. And I'm turning my life around to you so that you can use me for your glory. And I just ask those things in your name.